powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we're open and we're ready. As we start this new series tonight, we speak one word over every relationship, better. We speak one word over every area of our lives, better. Come on, y'all. We speak one word over our faith, better. For those of you that believe God is going to do better all this year in your life, I'm going to give you five seconds to give your God glory, praise, and honor in the building and online. Five, four, better, three, two, one. Shout it again. Shout better. So 2023 is your year of Jubilee, and there's three things that you should know about that. It's celebrations for you. All this year, it's win or win for you. I don't care even if it looks like bad news, even if it looks like news that you weren't anticipating, even if it feels like it catches you off guard, God has just set you up for a win. I don't need you to be in a seat of worry this year. I need you to be in the seat of a winner this year. I don't need you to be in the seat of anxiety this year. I need you to be in the seat of a winner this year. I don't need you to be in the seat of depression depression or, or mess drama this year. I need you to be in the seat of a winner this year. All this year, you will do one thing and one thing only, and that is you will win. I need you to speak that over your life. Matter of fact, touch three people in your section online, tag three people, and just say you're winning all year long. You're winning. I don't even like the way they responded to you. 
Touch somebody that looks like they got a teaspoon of faith in the building and just tell them you're winning all year long. What you do in February? Baby, I'm winning. What you do in March? I'm winning April. I'm winning May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Every day this year, well, expect to see me celebrating. Watch me. Even if I get bad news, I'm going to celebrate that. Why? Because it's a win. Come on, somebody say, I'm winning this year. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. For many of you, the most you talk all day is when you with me. Because you sit at home, you're looking at your Zoom, you're looking at your computer, you have talking to people, you have doing that. I need you to open your mouth because your words frame your world. The Bible says death and life are in the power of your tongue, which means if you don't speak something, you're going to get the default. And I don't need you to get the default because the default is death. And I need you to have life and life more abundantly. I need you to say this thing so the enemy knows he can't punk you if you get what doesn't look like it's good news. Say, all this year I'm winning. Number two, this is a year of emancipation where there will be no restrictions for you. Whatever restrictions you had, I still got my cage on the stage because I need you to see where you're not living this year. Notice that this cage is not locked, just like you are not locked down, locked up, messed up, jacked up, tied up. There are no restrictions this year. Whatever you didn't get done in 22, you're going to get done in 23. Watch me. Whatever you didn't get done in the last five years, you're going to get it all done. Watch me. In the first five months of this year, I feel... There are no restrictions. Don't tell me where you didn't go to school. Don't tell me who didn't help you. I don't want to hear any restrictions from you. Heaven doesn't want to hear any restrictions from you because you are in a biblically mandated year of Jubilee. And I've taught you that. Final thing about this year of Jubilee is restoration. And restoration means that things will be better than before. If you grew up in church, you had this ideology about restoration, that it was God giving you something back. But that's not good. Why? Because if he gives it back to you, that means it's still in the same jacked up shape it was when it was taken from you. Anything God restores to you, he always makes it better than it was before. So the reason I keep having you say the word better is because anything that happens for you this year, it's going to be better than before. You're going to drive better than before where you gonna live is gonna be better than before how you gonna look is gonna be better than before how you gonna think is gonna be better than before how you walk how you talk it's gonna be better than before lay your hands on yourself say better this year that includes relationships. So this new series we're starting tonight, it's called The Ships. And we're going to learn how to make all relationships better. We're going to ask several questions throughout this series. Like, what type of person are they? Often people get excited about the relationship and never evaluate who they're in relationship with. So if you don't evaluate who you're in relationship with, you'll never ask the question, what type of person are they? Please, let's go. Um, we're going to examine people patterns this year. Um, for many people, watch me, you believe people's moments instead of their patterns. Moments lie, patterns don't. A person can have a great moment, but that's not their norm. Watch me. Conversely, a person can have a bad moment, but that's not their norm. See, I need you to stop judging people because you caught them in the middle of a bad moment. Watch me. Because their pattern is they always bounce back. I wish you prophesied to somebody next to you and just say there's bounce backs in every area of your life this year. They, you may be caught me in the middle of a valley, but baby, I don't live there. You may be caught me in the middle of a frustrating moment, but I don't live there. Why? Because my pattern shows I always bounce back. Okay? 
So we're going to look at people patterns. There's certain patterns you need to learn how to identify in people because it will help you avoid wasting time with people. There's certain patterns you need to identify with people because it'll avoid you being friends with who was a Judas from Jump. Oh, God, you're about to examine some people patterns this, this, through this series. Then we're going to ask this question. Um, what romantic relationships need? Romantic relationships, there's certain fundamentals, certain ingredients that romantic relationships need to succeed. And if you deprive the relationship of those ingredients, the outcome is never going to come out right. We're going to look at spirituality and sexuality. We're going to discover what family relationships need. There is a difference between family and relatives. Jesus makes this distinction. One day Jesus is preaching and who's noticeably absent are the people who are his blood. Hear me. Whenever you really get into purpose, don't be shocked if your blood doesn't buy in. Jesus is literally, um, he's preaching, and his blood family, they are noticeably absent. And so one of them goes over to one of Jesus' guys and says, tell Jesus to stop what he's doing and come over here. They try to interrupt him moving in his assignment. And for some of you, watch me, 2022 is the last year family's about going to interrupt your assignment. All right? They try to interrupt his assignment, and Jesus gets an attitude. While Jesus is preaching, watch me, they come to him in private. But you have to be careful because at a certain point, you can push a leader to a point where the only way to check you is to check you in front of everybody. You ready? So, so Jesus got so agitated that they came to him in private. Jesus was like, he opened, he stops what he's preaching, and he says, who is my mother? They said, Jesus, your mother and brother are outside to see, mothers and bro, mother and brothers are outside to see you. Jesus said, well, who is my mother? Who is my brothers? He points to the 12 and says, this is my mother, this is my brother. Whoever does the will of my father, what did Jesus do? He redefined family. He created relatives and family. And for some of you in this series, you're going to discover who your family really is is and you're going to discover who your relatives are watch me it doesn't mean that you love less no love lost why i just need to make sure i put you in the right category so that i'm not giving you access that you do not qualify for we're going to examine that then we're going to look at how do you solve situationships we live in a culture that has issues with commitment so there's many situationships because people won't commit to a relationship is y'all quiet i got we live in a culture um, where people will quit you and you not even know they quit you. You just find out that they with somebody else. Y'all like, we live in a culture where people will stop being your friend and you not know that they've stopped being your friend. You find out that they're not your friend because somebody else tells you, but so-and-so said they ain't your friend no more. We're going to deal with situationships. We're going to discover what friendships need. You cannot do life by yourself. God said to Adam, it is not good for man. Pay attention. He did not say it's not good for man to be single. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. There's a difference. I'm going to show you in this series, how do you make sure your friendships have the ingredients that they need so that you have a circle and not a cage? Because for most people, the people you're around, this is what they are to you. They're a cage to you. Because the only thing they want to do is bring up what you can't do instead of pointing out what you can do. The only thing they want to do is take you back to the old you instead of celebrating the fact that you're not that version of yourself. I need you to worship God that your circle is going to improve this year. Come on, Wednesday. I need you to worship God that you're going to have some iron that sharpens iron around you. You're going to have some people that make you better and not make you bitter. All right. Tonight, 
the series opener is this, what every relationship needs. So let's define a relationship. A relationship is this. It is a decision. Let's stop right there. You get to decide people you're in relationship with, which means how you feel trapped when it's your decision. But that's just my friend. History doesn't mean a future. It's a decision to engage in, now watch me, it's a decision and I get to determine how we engage one another. Which means some of you, watch me, you let people have too much access too quick and you wonder why you always feel like your heart's being broken by friends or being broken in relationships or being broken by family. It's because you did not properly decide how much you should engage. It's a decision to engage in this perpetual connection. Connection means that we're linked. Connection means that we're linked. Watch me. Association. Association means we share a joint purpose. See, there's some people that are connected to you. They're linked to you, which means their connection is to you, not what you do. See, some of y'all, you got mad at people because people tell you, I love you. And really, they loved what you did for them. It's not that they ever loved you. It's a decision, you ready, to engage in perpetual connection. This means we're linked. Association, this means we share a joint purpose. We're associated, so we share a joint purpose. It's not that I like you, it's not that you like me, it's not that we even stand one another, but we're associated because there's a joint purpose. And then in involvement. This means this person has a participatory uh, way or place or stage in your life. So a relationship is a what? Decision. So let's stop right there because some of you have some decisions you're going to have to make by the time this series is over. You're going to have to decide what goes into your march. I'm going to tell you in advance on the first day of the February series because our March series is called Meta. What is Meta? I'm going above, I'm going beyond, and everybody can't come with. Right? It's a decision. Say, Lord, help me to decide correctly. All right, how many of you right there, right there, you just learned something about relationships that you did not know? Right there, wave at me to build a wave at your online. Right? Stop looking at people as defaults. Because most people, when they engage with people, they engage based off of some form of trauma. So you trauma bond to people and you never make a decision to engage with people. So when the trauma's over, you see no reason for them. This is why you treat them poorly, they treat you poorly, and you're trying to figure out why are we even treating each other this way. It's because a decision was never really made. It became a default, and the default was a result of trauma. And now that we don't have the trauma, now that we don't have the struggle, now that we don't have the same issue, we're struggling to find why we're connected. Y'all ready? I'm going to shout you in a minute. I just got to get you this, just give me just, get you this Robitussin real fast. You're going to wake up feeling way better, though, okay? So the question is, what does every relationship need? Let's go. Number one, clarity on why. Clarity on why. Why does this relationship exist? And again, relationship, this is a general term. Okay, why are we friends? Why? Well, we went to school together. That's not a reason. Why do we talk on the phone? Have you ever spent time on the phone with somebody to get off of the phone and say, now that's just wasted. Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. All right. Okay. 
Why does this relationship exist? What's their purpose? What's their expiration date? Okay. What do you mean their expiration date? There's three types of expiration dates. Milk, wine, poison. Milk relationships spoil over time. The more you know them, the less you like them. Everything was great up front. Now you look at your phone. I'll call him back. Eh? A lot of romantic relationships get like this. You love them on Instagram. But dealing with them in person? See, it's quiet in the building. I don't like your silence. Okay? Milk. Milk spoils over time. All right? A milk relationship means the expiration is this, watch me, this relationship was only designed to feed for a season. Okay? Wine. Wine relationships get better over time. The longer a wine sits, the more expensive a wine is. There are some relationships that the longer the relationship goes, it gets better. Now, pay attention. Even fine quality wine that is aged has some bitter notes. Which means it's not that this is perfect, it's just that this is better than it was when it started. Some of y'all, watch me, the moment something goes wrong, you want to call somebody milk. It's not milk, it's just that even a fine wine has a few little sips of bitterness. Which means that sometimes I want to, uh, I swear to God, but then, the, but then I realize it's better. Would you touch your neighbor and say, it's going to be better. Okay? Even fine wine has some bitter notes. Even fine wine has moments. But a moment, watch me, is not always. If it's always bitter, we got a problem. If it's always drama, we got a problem. Most people, because of reality TV, you think that's how friendships are supposed to be. That don't nobody work, you just take trips and fight at the table. <laughs> Always taking trips. I said, did these people ever work? They're going to Mexico. Now they're going over here. Now they're going over there. I said, all y'all do is take girls trips. Amen. Milk, wine, poison. A poisonous relationship will kill you softly and slowly. It will kill you softly and slowly. You know you with somebody poisonous, watch me, because your love for God is diluted. I can tell when people are dating poison, married to poison, got poisonous friends, poisonous family members. Why? It's because they start out on fire. And then all of a sudden, you watch that fire turn into a little lighter, like they're going to light a new port. It's a little lighter. It's a little lighter. When they came in, hallelujah, hallelujah, woo, thank you, Jesus. But now that they've been with some poison, And if you're not careful, you'll die and still breathe. 
You'll be a dead man walking. You'll be a dead woman walking. And you'll talk about, look at my little relationship. And God is like, they killed you. And you're the only one that doesn't know that you're dead. I pray no poisonous relationships in your life the, all the rest of your life. Come on, I need you to lift your hands in the building and don't lie. Say, there'll be no poisonous relationships for the rest of my life. If there's some present now, God, show me who they are so I can make a decision. Put a praise right there, Wednesday. Put a praise right there, Wednesday. Now let's go. When it comes to why does this relationship exist, what's their purpose, what's their expiration date? Question, did you pray or did you just decide? What most people do when it comes to relationships is you decide. You decided up front what you wanted. You saw them legs and that hips and them bodies. You decided what you wanted. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You decided what you wanted. You, you decided what you want. You ain't even talked to them and you decided. And here's the problem when you decide before you investigate. If you decide before you investigate, now everything you investigate reinforces your decision even if it's bad. So now everything you say, well, they lie, but they don't lie to me, though. You're crazy. And can I say it with love? And stupid. But I love you, though. I bet I love you, though. Whatever people do with you, they will do to you. If they'll lie to somebody on the phone with you, sitting in the car watching them lie. When you're not in the car, somebody else in the car is quiet in this building. So question Wednesday night, for every relationship in your life, have you prayed and said, God, why does this exist? What is their purpose in my life? And God, what's their expiration so I invest accordingly? Notice, Jesus knew what Judas was. So what did Jesus not do? Spend any time with him. You missed it. Jesus knew what Judas was. So who did he spend time with? Peter, James, and John. Why? They were going to be wine. Who did he not spend any time with? Judas. Why? Because Jesus said, I already know up front what you are, so I need to deal with you accordingly. So clarity on why. Every relationship needs clarity. Without clarity, you're going to be confused. When you're confused, you're going to be angry. You're going to be mad. You're going to be irritable. Okay? Okay? Got it? All right, here's number two. Christ. I know that sounds real cliche. Every relationship needs Christ. Yes, God. I want to read you the scripture from the Message Bible. South Memphis Bible. South Side of Atlanta Bible. North Denver Bible. You ready? 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 18. Don't become partners with those who reject God. New King James used like this. Do not be unequally. I like the way the message says it because it's very specific. He says, don't fool with people who reject God. That's very different than they don't know him yet. God says, if they reject me, how in the hell are you going to be cool with them? I'm not cussing. It's a Greek word. Gehenna. We 
which means hot trash. Let's go back to the verse. He says, do not become partners. Do not become partners with those that reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership. Look at this next part of the verse. That's war. So now wonder is so contentious with y'all. That's not a partner. Watch me. That's a rival. You ready? Is light best friends with dark? Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Do trust and mistrust hold hands? Who would think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that's exactly what we are. Each of us is a temple whom, in whom God lives. So question, where is God in this relationship? And remember, this is high arching. So when we talk relationship, it's just not romantic. Where is God at in this? Is God an accessory or is God the center? Because anything God is not head of, watch me, that means God will not cover. So where is God at in the relationship? See how quiet it got? Mm. Move on. Okay. Okay. All right. Most people, can I be honest as a shepherd? When it comes to relationships, when people know it's wrong, they normally don't want God in it. You want me to say it again? I got you. When people know it's a bad decision, they don't want God in it. Because they already know what he's going to say. And what's crazy is that rather than receive the love of a father that would say, you know this is not a good decision. Instead, you'd waste years of your life in a bad decision. Come on, prophesy to somebody next to you. Come on, we got to chop this meat up. It's real heavy through here. Touch somebody's shoulder next to you. Say, no bad relationship decisions. Come on. Come on in the comments. No bad relationship decisions. Come on. Touch somebody else. Say, no wasted time. No wasted time. And notice the preamble. Go to the previous slide. Notice the preamble. He says, those who reject God. So God says, if they reject me, how are you interacting with them? You got it? So for those of you who are single and you're dating, and you're like, I don't believe in Jesus. Okay. If so, I enjoyed these five minutes. Why? Because that's one of my first questions. Some of you, but I don't want to bring up religion. Relig this ain't religion. Out there you call the God that saved you from suicide, saved you from death, that's kept you. This ain't religion. Baby, this is relationship. And I wish you would put some booty over God. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Shout preach, Bishop. I don't want to bring up religion. What? That should be one of your first questions. You got it? And if you're dealing with somebody skilled, they're going to say yes. And now you need to investigate to see if it's true. Somebody skilled. Oh, I, yeah, I believe in God. Oh, I love God. I'm just a real deeply spiritual person, you know. Yeah, you a lie. Look. For, you, would, you would save yourself a lot of time if one of your first questions, like, we can't rock together if you reject my God. We can't be friends and you reject. It's different that you don't know him. 
That's different than you rejecting him. See, to not know him means part of my assignment in your life is to introduce. But that's very different than you have been introduced and you've decided, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that. Well, that's fine, but I don't believe in this. And there's no negotiating. Now, to some people, that's a hard pill to swallow because what you have done is you have made your decision. So because you have decided, if they reject your God, that's between them and the Lord. Okay. Okay. Good luck. Good luck. That's be one of your first questions. And not just with Christ. Let's go. Um, what about Christ? So like, you believe in God's church. Is this church perfect? No, because you're in it. We're human beings. We're, no, there's no way it's going to be perfect. Okay? But, but I believe in his bride. You don't get to treat some, Listen, if you're married to somebody and somebody dishes your wife and you don't do nothing, what kind of man are you? So how do you do that? The Bible says that the church is the bride of Christ. So you don't get to diss his bride. No, she ain't perfect. No, sometimes I want to snap, cracker, and pop on the people that are part of his bride. But it's his bride, and you don't get to diss his bride and think he's okay. See how quiet it got? Because some of y'all let people talk about church, and you don't recognize you're letting them diss God's bride. Is it perfect? No, but neither are you. Neither is your God. Neither is what you believe. Neither is your job. Neither is your family. Nothing is perfect. So do not expect perfection out of something that cannot be perfect. No, you don't get to diss his bride. I don't believe him in a God. Okay, well, you back up then. Back up then. Okay, because you don't get to diss his bride. Because it's because God gave me a man of God that I stopped my, come on here, that I stopped some bad decisions I was about to make. You don't get to diss the man that spoke life into my life. You don't get to diss the man that preached me out of a valley. You don't get to diss the man that preached me out of something crazy. I wish you would. This is me. This is how I am. I am this way about God's church and about God's men. You don't get to, uh, you not in front of me. Why? You don't get to diss his wife, his bride, and think he's okay with that. So when you say, Christ, what does that mean? Well, you know, you going to church, I don't believe in all of that. Okay. Okay, what does that mean for you? What, what does this mean for you? What does it mean? I, I, you know, I don't, I don't believe in all of that. Okay, well, why? What's your issue? What's your boggle? And it's not that it's my job to solve it. It's just my job to make a decision to make sure you don't poison me. Ask Samson. Samson got with a Delilah. Delilah's name in Hebrew means one who weakens or makes poor. So what ended up happening to Samson? Samson ends up losing his life because he reveals his secrets to a poisonous woman because he made his decision before he prayed. He made his decision. And watch me, and God was not one of her priorities. In fact, she was a Philistine woman that worshipped pagan gods, which means she had her infinity stones. Y'all ain't going to send it to me. 
She had all this other stuff, and Samson was like, but I'm cool, but I worship, but I worship, but I worship Yahweh. I worship the Lord, and she ain't going to put that stuff on me, but what you didn't recognize is he was poisoning you the whole time, and then, and then right when you thought you were going to bounce back like you did every other time, this time you got up, and it didn't work to gouge your owls up, and you're weak like every other man that you used to defeat. Samson, at one point, you could take the jawbone of a donkey and slay thousands of men, but now you are weak like any other man, and you spin, you ready? You spin. Spend your remaining years locked up because she got you on some charges. You ready? So now he locked up. And then now when the Philistines want to see a show, they say, bring out Samson so he can dance for us. Let him dance a jive for us. And Samson dies. Watch me. Never becoming what he could have been because he didn't recognize he was in a poisonous relationship don't just re reduce that to romantic that could be friends that could be a business partner that could be somebody on your job you ready okay here's number three y'all getting this okay so number one what does every relationship need clarity number two what does every relationship need christ let me go back to christ though okay I said this today when I did this pop-up. And 10 people got saved on the pop-up today. Thank God for that. So what does that mean? Because often, and we're going to deal with this later in the series, people will say, especially if they're single, I just want somebody to love the Lord. Okay, you should be more specific. David loved the Lord, and David was a whole ho. Let me clean it up. It's, it's first Wednesday. He was a whoremonger. Oh, King James. Now, I'm not judging him. I'm not judging him. I'm not judging him. What I'm saying is, is that David, he was a man of power and authority. So in those days, it was customary uh, in the Hebrew culture for men of power, authority, wealth, nobility. That was customary. They normally had uh, um, more than one wife. So that was the custom of the culture, right? In that, David, the Hebrew Midrash, uh, was, teaches us that he was married to a woman named Abigail. Abigail was the finest Hebrew woman, they say, to ever. I want to see her. You know, after Dr. King, uh, I'm going to be like, Lord, where Abigail at? <laughs> then my two I want to see, Dr. King and then Abigail. So <laughs> the Hebrew Midrash says she was the most beautiful Hebrew woman to live. But David had a rejection issue from when he was a little boy. His rejection issue makes him reach even though he has what he's reaching for. So what does David do? David, watch me, he reaches not for another wife. He reaches for somebody else's wife in the form of Bathsheba. Then he becomes a, a conspiracy theorist. He, he literally, not a theorist, but he sets up his friend to be murdered, Uriah, because he is now the husband of the woman that he now has decided that he wants. And so he didn't move her into the palace. All the other women are like, what is she, what is she doing? What is she doing here? And then to try to make a wrong right, he marries her because she's with child. And now the first child, the Bible says, the prophet comes to him and says, this child's not going to make it. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how much you fast. I don't care how much you worship. There must be discipline for your rebellion. Second son makes it. Solomon. Pay attention. Pay attention. You ready? Okay. But David loved the Lord. So watch me. If if all you're saying is I want somebody that loves the Lord, you should be a bit more specific than that. Because David was a man after God's own heart. 
But that was not enough because David still wanted to reach even though he loved the Lord. In fact, I submit to you, extremely anointed people have to be careful because their flesh will sometimes rise to make them reach even when they don't need to reach. Oh, God, come on, touch your neighbor on the shoulder. Say, don't reach if you don't need to reach. Tell them. Y'all ready? All right, let's move to the next one. What does every relationship need? I'm going to shout you in a minute. I just want to give you some meat. Since you ain't had none for 21 days. I don't know about you, but I, I listen. I'm having a meat sandwich tomorrow. That's all I want. Meat with some cheese with some more meat and some sauce all over it. That's right. All right, let's go. Contribution or consumption? All right. In your relationship, are you sowing what you want to reap? You cannot sow. Look at me. You can't talk crazy to them and then expect to reap. It's quiet in the building, y'all. Okay. You, are you sowing what you want to reap? Because that's your contribution. Or are you simply consuming? Are you sowing loyalty? Are you sowing dedication? Are you sowing what you want to reap in any relationship? Let me ask this question. Look at Galatians 6 and 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Which means you cannot outrun your seed. So some of y'all, you're like, people talking about me. You sowed this, boo. You can't outrun your seed. Well, people ain't loyal to me. When have you been loyal to anybody? People keep getting over on me because you're a shyster. You can't outrun your seed, which is why this year you're going to sow good seed. Because you're going to get good harvest. Come on, y'all. We got to come up out of this because I know it's real. Lift up your hands, open up your mouth, and say, I'll sow good seed this year. So I'll reap great, great harvest this year. Come on, clap your hands like you're going to sow some good stuff. You're going to sow in faithfulness. You're going to sow consistency. You're going to sow love. You ready? You're going to sow vulnerability. Come on here. You're going to sow your best, which means you're going to reap the best. Let's go. Let's go. On that same question, what are you supplying? We live in a culture that has a lot of requests. From folks who are average at best. <laughs> um, some of y'all don't know that. Uh, sorry. What are you supplying? What are you supplying? Like, if you were to sit at the table with someone, what do you bring to it? I'm coming. What do you bring to the table that you sit at? Or do you show up with a list of demands, but you have no supply? You ready? Question, what are they supplying? What are they doing? What are they supplying? 
We live in a culture. There's a scripture, and, and we're going to get into it. But I'm just going to just, I'm gonna jaywalk over there. Let me cut through the grass. And I'm going to get back on the street. There's a scripture that says there will be a day where several women would reach for one man. And they would say, you don't have to do right by us. Just give us your name. We'll buy our own stuff. We'll make our own life. And we'll take care of you. Looks like we're there. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. Preach, Bishop. Okay, here's this. <laughs> what are they supplying? What are you supplying? Ladies are, listen, ladies are notorious for having a list of what they want. But ladies, what do you bring? Bishop, I told the Lord, I need this and 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 this. That's great. But baby girl. What you bringing? What are you bringing? Because watch me. Watch me. Many can cook. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. It's a whole lot of good looking women in the world. You got to come with more than a cute face and a smile. You ready? You got a list of things you want from a job, but you bring no skills. There's got to be symbiosis here. What are you supplying? What are they supplying? Here's this question. What is this supplying? Okay, let me show you this in the scripture. Ephesians 4.16. We're almost done because I know this is, this is a lot. This is a lot. But if you don't start asking questions, you're not going to get answers. And I need your, every relationship to be better. Listen, don't hear anything that's preached as an attack. See it as an, an opportunity to advance. So even if you're looking at some of your, like your romantic relationship now, if it's like, ooh, 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 then guess what? Take this home, put this in the ingredients and say, we need to get this together. Don't just get in the car mad with him. <clears throat> you heard what Bishop said, didn't you? Don't do that. I already know how couples do. When you do a relationship series, I already know how it goes. Y'all gonna get in the car. That's me, not the car. You're gonna get in the car. And when you get in the car, you, that attitude gonna be throwing. Hmm. Church soul was good, wasn't it? It's your passive aggressive self. The man of God preached. Yeah, he did. Did you hear what he said? Oh, I heard what he said. Did you hear what he said? Nah, y'all have missed the whole message. Some of y'all going to get on the phone and call some friends. So look, let me ask you. They live in South Africa. It's four in the morning. Look. Uh, okay. Don't see it as an attack. See it as an opportunity for us to advance. You're never going to advance until you begin to ask questions. So look at this scripture. Ephesians 4.16. We're almost done. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So look at this. Relationships are likened to joints in a body. And here's what happens with joints in a body. Joints can develop arthritis. Joints can develop arthritis, which has many forms, but in simplicity, 
uh, arthritis develops for these reasons. Number one, age or use, your use of your joints. For some relationships, the relationship has become, became arthritic because it's old. You've known them for a long time. And so watch me. Sometimes the longer you know people, the less you respect them. And I pray God restore your respect for people you're in relationship with. Come on, come on, y'all, come on, y'all. Come on, you cannot receive from what you don't respect. Say, Lord, restore my respect for people I'm in relationship with. Ooh, let's go here. God, restore our respect for you. Come on, y'all, let's go up for a moment. Father, on this last day of fasting and prayer, we ask that you restore our respect for you. Because some of us have been saved for a while, and so we don't respect you the way that we should. But we declare in 2023 that our respect for you will increase in Jesus' name. Come on, worship God for three seconds right there. Three. Come on, Wednesday. Two. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Tell them, say, God, I respect you. Use. You can develop arthritis because of the duration of the thing. And for some of you, you don't even know it until it's pointed out. You don't even notice the arthritic nature of the interaction. And you'll blame it on them when really the issue is with the joint. The joint is the connection. The connection, watch me, because it's been around for a while, you don't even respect the connection because you are so used to living with the connection functioning that you don't even recognize how important the connection is. And when you don't respect something, you don't value something. When you don't value something, you treat it as valueless. And then you only value it when it's taken. Okay, let's have an honest moment. Saying goes like this. Um, sometimes you don't know what you got. Let's be honest. My hands up first. How many of you have experienced that at some point in life? You're like, okay, I was tripping. Come on, wait, 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 wait. Come on, online. Did anybody? I was tripping. I didn't have to. Yeah, I was tripping. I was tripping. I, okay, okay. For some of you, you have relationships that are arthritic because they've been around for a while. Some people you've known so long you're common with. So you don't even respect. One of the things about Bishop Bride and I, the reason we've been friends for 16 years is because I respect him. As a bishop, you stand to honor bishop. So when he walks in, I stand. When I walk in, he says, I respect him. When we address one another, we address each other with terms of respect. Now, we clown. We have a good time. And then we get right back to Respect. Why? Because if I lose respect, I can't receive. And for some of you, your respect is what's missing because it's been around for so long. You ready? Okay. Sometimes arthritis comes. Number three, I'm going to shout you in a minute. It's built in. It's right here in my notes. It says, shout the people. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> right. Next, because of trauma. Oh, God. Sometimes arthritis develops because there's a, there's a blow. There's a traumatic thing that happens, and now this relationship is arthritic. It's developed arthritis. Something crazy happened. And sometimes it's not even between who you're in relationship with. It's something external. And that external trauma is now impacting your internal communication. 
And so now because you're grieving something external, it ends up impacting how you deal with somebody. And so you'll say they're the problem. They're not the problem. The trauma's the problem because the trauma's introduced the arthritic nature of the relationship. And what happens within there's an arthritic nature. It's hard to move. It's hard to interact. Literally, the body begins to attack itself. So you begin to self-destruct. Pay attention. When there's arthritis in relationships, they begin to self-destruct because nobody steps back to say, what trauma has been introduced? This is why it's dangerous to be, watch me, it's dangerous to bond with people over trauma. Because once the trauma is over, often you discover there really was no bond. What do you mean trauma? Y'all met each other when you were both struggling. Now y'all got money and can't stand one another. I'm coming. You met one another, right? You met one another out of bad relationships. And so you're the first one they bonded to afterwards. So their bond was because somebody picked them because the others wouldn't pick them. Quiet in this building, and don't lie. Come on, I'm going to shout you in a minute. Trauma. Trauma. Something external can impact what's going on internal. So now the relationship is what? Arthritic. Last thing for uh, arthritis, it's, it can be caused by toxic infection. Listen to me. It's not just important for you to know the persons you're in relationship with, any kind of relationship. You need to know who they're in relationship with. Because how do you get infected when somebody comes around you that caught something from somebody else? So sometimes people can be great. You ever notice this? Wave at me online. Wave at me in the building if you've noticed this. You ever notice that sometimes people can be great and then they get around certain people? Y'all ain't talking to me tonight in this building. You're like, you're good, but when you go around these ninjas, you just come back with an attitude, and you ain't gonna come up in my house with all, y'all ain't gonna see nothing. What happened? You got an infection. Are you trying to bring that over here? You should have wore a mask. Some people, when they get around certain people, they real saved. Until they get around they have saved and now they are infected so now it creates an arthritic arthritic interaction like you're great it must mean some of y'all you don't even pay attention because people say you act different from when you come from around them no I don't and sometimes different is good but sometimes different is not so don't automatically demonize different, but when you see different that's a demon, pay attention to it. It can come from age or use, trauma, or toxic infection. And what is arthritis? And this is where we're going to end. It's when the body attacks itself and it self-destructs, which means the wrong relationships will cause you to attack yourself and self-destruct. I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to shout you. There's a lot of meat. A lot of it's a meat sandwich. You ready? Okay. Swiss cheese. Okay. If you're in the wrong relationship, 
you'll think you crazy. You'll think you want too much. You'll think having standards is too high. You'll think demanding, watch me, uh, dem okay, how, so, how far should I go? You will think that because you don't want no polyamorous situation that something... You'll think that because you don't want to be a number in a lineup. You'll think, watch me, you'll think that uh, because you want to handle business. I mean, this is every relationship type. Listen, at some point, if we ain't building something, what are we doing? If your friends aren't increasing your net worth, they're not friends, they're foes. Come on, now we're about to shout. That's the person next to you. So your friends are going to increase your net worth this year. What does that mean? When we get together, we're going to make each other's businesses better. We're going to make each other's lives better. And our net worth is going to increase. I need everybody to stand on your feet in the building and online. And I need you to praise God that your friends are about to increase your net worth. Your relationships are about to increase your net worth. Your partnerships are about to increase your net worth. And you'll be better because of your circle. Hallelujah. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. I want you to, we're going to do something tonight at the beginning of this series that is so important to have great relationships. Relationships make the difference. Sometimes, watch me, sometimes you don't need money, you need relationship. And if you got the right relationship, you can make a call. And you can get access to what you need. Come on, open up your mouth. Say, I have the right relationships with the right people in the right places this year. So I want you to get your phone out. I want you to get your notepad out. For those of you who write checks, use, use the back of your checkbook register. I'm just joking. But I need everybody to stand. I need everybody to get something. I need everybody to do this. I want you to type the names of your five closest relationships. Oh, we're going in there tonight. And some of you might say, Bishop, I can't think of five names. Well, you write what you can think. Or you type what you can think. Because on this last day of 21 days in fasting and prayer, you're about to pray for them. You're about to pray for them. We don't have time for bad relationships this year. We don't have time for bad connections this year. We don't have time to waste this year. When you got your five, say, I got it, Bishop. If you still say it right and say, hold on, Bishop. I got you. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. Online, I need you to do the same thing. You don't have to type it in the comments unless you want to. Just type it on your computer. Type it on your pad, wherever you're at. Top five. Top five. Now, I want everybody just lift those five. I've already got mine. Lift those five. 
And I want you to make this declaration. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I cover the top five that I've listed here. And I pray for these relationships. I pray that we'd have a clear why. That we'd have clarity on Christ. That we'd both be contributors. That I'd supply and they'd supply. No leeches, no snakes, no arthritis. Show me what names need to change on this list. Show me who needs to be added. Show me who needs to be removed. Make me good with it. Now, can I get you to type a six name? Can I get you to grab your phone? Put your name. Because some of y'all want better relationships with people than you hate yourself. You want better relationships. You want to be a better husband, but you don't like the man you are. You want to be a better wife, but you don't like the woman you are. We're going to get your relationship with you together. Come on here, y'all. Because the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Which means you can only give to other people, but you first give to yourself. You got your name? Now lift your name in the building and online. Say, this year, I will discover me. That deserves a praise right there. Because you're going to find out what you like. You're going to find out how you're built. You're going to find out how you're created. Come on, lift it. Say, this year, I'll discover me. I'll love me. I'll speak well to me. I will see who you created me to be. I'll love myself like I've never loved myself before. I'll take care of me so I can be good for other people. I won't be in love with myself, but I will love myself. In Jesus' name. Put a praise behind that right there. Hold on, keep it out, keep it out, keep it out. I need you to add another name. I want you to put this name. Say Jesus. First and greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Second, love your neighbor as yourself. If God is love, if things aren't right with you and God, no wonder why it's hard for you to give love. If you see him as mad at you all the time, can I just help you understand something? If he wanted you dead, he would have got you. Somebody say, he loves me. I need your relationship with God to go to another level. And for some, you've never prayed about your relationship with the Lord. Bishop, how do I start this thing with Jesus? Like, what do I do? The Bible says in John chapter 1 that he is his word. So when I get in his word, I get into God. I go closer to God when I go closer to his word. He is his word. You got Jesus down? All right, lift that to the Lord. Come on. We're going to cover your relationships, y'all. For them to get better, we have to deal it in prayer. That's where it starts. Say, Father, this year, and I need you to say this with some excitement. Say, this year, my, my relationship with you will be better than it's ever been before. I'll pray like I've never prayed. Worship like I've never worshipped. Serve like I've never served. Give like I've never given. This year, my bond with you 
becomes unbreakable. This year, I see you high and lifted up. Come on, y'all. This year, I'm the strongest Christian I've ever been. You are my father. I am your child. Have your way in my life. In Jesus' name. Can you put a praise behind that Wednesday? Glory to God. Listen, listen. Heads bowed, eyes closed in the building, end of the line. If you need to become a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful, tonight's your night. Thirdly, you're like, Bishop, I don't really know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. If that's you in this building or online, on the count of three, you're going to throw your hand up in the building. Online, you're going to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. One, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. But Bishop, I got issues. Guess what? He's got love. No judgment. You're in a safe place and in a safe environment. When you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. We'll be sure in the building. Hands up online. Do the hand wave emoji. Just say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at. Come on, church. I need you to celebrate when people come to the Lord. Online, do that hand wave emoji. Or say it's me. Everybody, pray this prayer. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess from my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, take your phone out, scan the QR code on the screen, or text Harvest to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498. We'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.